At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Andy, and I know a lot of you are wondering, man, where have the No Gimmicks Needed Podcast been? For the past three weeks, it's been a lot. But you know what? Even though life does happen, I do owe you guys an explanation, especially for the ones who come here who want to faithfully listen to my podcast and things of that nature. So I do want to say I apologize because what happened was my original co-host, Q-Flow, was working on his new album, Wardrobe, which I'll get to in a second. And he had a concert a couple weeks ago that we went to, and that whole weekend... I couldn't get to the podcast, and it was already too late. The next weekend, I was supposed to hire a couple more hosts to do the podcast, and the other things got in the way. And I, you know, I end up having uh, the final barbecue. It was spent time with my family, and the weekend for that was Labor Day. It was a lot of weekends. I was like, "Look, it's time to really get back to work." Because now the kids are back in school, so it's time for me to get back to work. So uh, now I'm back here. So joining me. On the podcast today is uh, my co-host for today, uh, the Lunatic Fringe, JD Moxie. What's going on, everybody? We are back, back in full effect. It is, man. So, uh, how's things been going with you? It's going good. Wedding planning. That's all I can say. Wedding. <laughs> if you could, JD, if you could speak up a little back, it's hard to hear you. I said wedding planning. Just can't wait for that wedding plan. That's basically what's been going on. I I, I know the life, bro. I I know life. Uh, So, uh, what I was saying about my co-host, Q-Flow Photo Rookie, has dropped his uh, first album, full album, called War Drum. And if you guys are into hip-hop, if you guys are in, you know, if if, if you love the Lord, or if you're, you know, in the Christian hip-hop, it doesn't matter. AJ Styles is in the Christian hip-hop. You guys yep. gotta check out the War Drum ten tracks. You guys can find it fire. on fire, huh? I said fire. Gotta yes, it is it, really good. Uh, Amazon Prime. You got. I bought it off of Amazon Prime. I put it on pre order and bought that. But he's he's on title, so you guys yes. can stream it. So you know, help support that guy to get him some money and all the other places that he's on there. But make sure you support the album. And there is also he's selling himself his his merchandise. So I said, man, go ahead, promote your album stuff like that. You take yourself a break, and then I'm gonna get the podcast done. So hopefully you may hear from him next week or something like that. It, it depends because 
trying to get you know the wrestling podcast is up because we we clash of champions i just found out is next sunday Oh, wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's next Sunday, and I forgot all about Clash of Champions. And I'm like, well, what the hell? I got, I got, we got to do some predictions and previews. I'm just like, well, what the hell? So I didn't, uh, uh so hopefully I got to do that this week. So a lot of things going on. But before we get into something we got to talk about this week, because there's been some shenanigans going on in wrestling, and I'm going to, you know, touch base on some of the things that I missed out on. But I'm going to go. First of all, we got to give love to the ones who pay the bills here on the show, and that's SpacesPhilly.com. SpacesPhilly.com, your home for all your podcast needs and some of your favorites on there with different content that you will love to listen to. And make sure you check out their hit podcast, uh, The Market Dark Show, which is on hiatus at the moment, but The Lulu and Pop Show and The Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, especially when you had It Chapter 2 come out this, this uh, weekend. You know that eventually they're going to talk about that on, on their podcast. So check that out. And check out both sides as well. You can listen to all the Nerd Coalition related podcasts on there as well. Such as the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. The Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. Hosted by Lady Sketch. And Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. Hosted by Left Brain as well. Great content on all those podcasts. I recommend you guys will take a listen. And once again, if you listen to us, we're on all the podcast apps other than just Spaces Philly. We're on Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're on Spreaker. Trying to get on Spotify. But Spotify got the door a little bit, you know, closed for us. But we're going to try to get us on Spotify and Podbean and also... uh, Anchor as well, but if you like to listen to us podcast on YouTube, you guys can have YouTube Premium, which is a app you guys can get. I think it charges nine ninety nine a month. But QFlow always informs me if you have Google Play that you should have YouTube Premium. So I'm not familiar if I have Google Google Play or not, but I don't usually listen to our podcasts on YouTube so much. But if you do, you know, say hey, support us and get the YouTube Premium. So got that all out the way. And, you know, we had a crazy week in wrestling. And I have to start yes. off. I have to start off by talking about the stuff that happened with Chris Jericho. Let's talk about that, please. Yeah, now, so, okay, now, once again, real quick, I, I'm sorry I keep bringing to the attention of J.D. Moxie, but uh, I need you to speak to the mic a little bit more because we're having trouble hearing you over here. How about that? How's that? That's better. Okay, cool. All right, uh, let me adjust this. Adjust this mic. Uh, so for those who know me, Chris Jericho is my second favorite wrestler of all time, and All Out was a couple weeks ago, and uh, but by the time recording this, of course, and Chris Jericho won the AEW Championship, and I was happy because Chris yes. Jericho's one of my favorite, and I think he is the better choice than Adam Page because all his social media stuff and all his YouTube stuff have been entertaining and hilarious because that's what Jericho can do. In my personal opinion, I don't think Adam Page is there just yet. So, Chris Jericho's doing that. And Chris Jericho, as we know in life, Chris Jericho is known for getting things over. Yes. 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 Whether it be a sparkling jacket, whether it be a list, whether it be a scarf, Mitch the Plant, (laughs) Mr. Hughes, Oh, Ralphus, Greenberg, it, it just it, there's a whole. It just get anything over. It, it, it get anything over. Even the uh, 
the, the uh, a list of a thousand and four holes with like two hundred arm bars on there, he can just get it over for some reason. Jericho has that. Oh, he got it over. He got Bay Bay over. Hey, I'm sorry, people out there. Jericho's doing Bay Bay way before Adam Cole was. Just letting yep. you know. Uh, so recently, uh, <laughs> we have an incident of uh Chris Jericho. The uh after all uh all out the pay per view that AEW had, we won the championship and it was reported in an actual police report. So it wasn't a word in an actual police report that Chris Jericho lost the AEW championship. Lost it. And anybody sitting there thinking like, what, what's going on? And for some people who really don't know, the wrestlers, like, okay, uh, JD Moxie has a replica belt. We, we got him one for Christmas. I have yes. four at my house. Those are the replica belts. Those are the, the nice leather with the alloy to them. Cost a lot of money, but they're replicas. And it got some weight to them too. It got some weight to them, but they're replicas. Those aren't the exact copy of the ones that these wrestlers carry to the ring. Those belts, because they actually got those ones on WWE Shop now for like two thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I'll I get the replica. Exactly, I can't. I can't. I rather get the replica than the, you know, commemorative. I get it from Toys R Us. No, I'm. I'm just saying, right. I'd ra- rather want. <laughs> The replica, but anyway, it took it, it, it takes thousands of dollars to make that championship. I remember when was it Ric Flair's big gold belt cost twenty five thousand to make? Yeah, that's yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So there are, there are reports that uh, the AEW championship cost about thirty thousand dollars to make. Thirty like big ass version of the UFC championship. You know what? I'm glad you brought it up because it does like a big version or like a slightly small version of the UFC championship. So, and I was like, well, how did Jericho lose the championship? So, for a couple of days, everybody was wondering, like, how did Chris Jericho lose the championship? Was it stolen? Well, uh, Jericho was doing some drinking, obviously, uh, the night he won a the championship. The, the bu- Yo, Once again, he got the bubbly <laughs> over. People are going to buy bubbly just to do memes saying the little bit of the bubbly because of Chris Jericho. That's because of Jericho. He has a shirt out. He has a shirt made for it, too. Yes. Yeah, on ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes. Which, once again, they know how to jump on something where WWE doesn't. So, I mean, I I have to try to give me... I have never shopped on ProWrestlingTees.com. I I wanted to. Really? But I've never shopped on ProWrestlingTees.com before. Oh, I shop on there. I shop on there pretty frequently. They're, they're pretty good. Now, I'll, now I'll tell you this. Now, it takes a little bit. Now, when you, uh, it takes a little bit with uh, trying to trying to get your order, meaning like delivery process. Unless you're gonna pay that pay that extra fee for it to get here in like two three days. Oh, okay. But that's gonna cost you a little bit. But I've gotten I've gotten plenty. I gotten a couple shirts from off of there. Like anything related to Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. I've gotten I got um I got my uh, American uh, I got the Young Bucks T-shirts off of there. Like they got they got some good stuff on there, so that's a plug for them. They they get they got some good merchandise, even classic stuff too. Oh, cool. Okay. I found a, a Taz T-shirt and a, a Sabu one from EC from the ECW days. They got their they got their original ones, and there and then a lot of stuff is sold from the actual wrestlers too. Mm. All right. And so it's worth to check out. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I'll make sure I do that. 
So since you know he had a little bit of bubbly, and then uh, he got in a limo to go to a Longhorn Steakhouse, and well, apparently when he was at, at uh, he didn't have the right bag because they said he may got exchanged at at uh at the airport. So he sends the limo driver to go back to the airport to get the to get the, the the bag, and then when the limo driver comes back with the bag, he looks inside the bag, and there's no championship in the bag. And I'm thinking like, well, what the hell happened to the championship? Right. So it looked. It, it could have been like if if it, if it was the same bag, that means somebody stole the championship. So everybody was like, "Oh man, well, what's going on?" You know, then I honestly, I, a lot of people didn't know the championship was missing until you know a couple of hours a day a, a day later, when people start, start start putting stuff up on you know try, trying to sell replicas, quote unquote, of on eBay. I'm like, "Well, how do you get a replica that fast? The championship just 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 came out." But uh, exactly, I was saying that. Yeah. So apparently, there was a report that I don't know the guy's name offhand, but uh, he was driving in his uh, let's see, uh, let's see. I'm looking at here. Cause I'm looking at uh, Yahoo Sports to make sure. I I, I want to make sure uh that I'm getting this guy's name right. Because I don't quite see it on here, but it was uh, saying that the, the the bag was recovered on the side of the road on Highway 20, I believe it was, and this oh. guy and his wife picked up the bag and took it home for some reason I don't know, and looked in the bag <laughs> and seen the belt on there and didn't even know the belt was missing, and. Uh, the daughter was trying to replica and try to sell it on Craigslist. Oh wow, that's wow, that's bold. Yeah, uh, but when but then when they really found out that the bell was missing, they he called they called the police so the police could recover the belt. And to make a long story short, that guy who recovered the belt was granted two hundred dollars for returning the belt. For a dirt, I saved a thirty thousand dollar belt, and I got. Now I'm not trying to sound selfish here, but I'm just saying, two hundred dollars. Two. I, I mean, like two hundred dollars. I I got that now. Exactly. If 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 you had maybe told me like you know what, you did all this, I'm gonna give you. Now I'm not saying you you, you had to you know give like a. Thirty thousand dollar reward because you know, like you, you solved a murder. No, ain't nothing like that. I'm just saying, but you give me about a thousand, five thousand dollars. I'm cool with that. Exactly. I, I need more than fair. three digits. I need four digits at least. That's all I'm saying. But the belt was returned to him, and Jericho does another video about you know he put the fear in God, you know, uh, playing up to his character about getting the belt back and. He, he he was back with it in I guess I think it was a hot tub or something like that, and uh, yeah. yeah, and it says breaking news: Jericho recovers the AEW Championship all by himself. <laughs> so in less than twenty four hours, uh, he said, uh, it says in less than twenty four hours awaits much deserved thank you from the entire AEW fan base and roster. So Jericho still playing up, you know, his heel tactics to it, but I'm like, uh, 
that's kind of embarrassing because this is what people think is happening. Because instead of the title being stolen, what they think happened because the way they found it on the side of the road is that he was so drunk, he placed it on top of his, on the limo or on the trunk of the limo. And when it drove off, the bag fell off and they forgot it was out there. That's what I, that's what I would assume because that's what it would sound like. That, cause that's that's the most possible thing. Everybody knows. Anybody that has a car, knowing that if you put something on the top of the hood and you forget about it, you already know it's gonna fly off, and you know it's going, it's either going behind you or it's going off to the side, and you're it, looking on the side of the road. People have done that in the morning with coffee, yes, drinks, food. Uh, they put on top of the car, open the car, they be rushing, they forget it's up there, they drive and it fall off, and next thing you know, it could be like time to. Uh, It'll be falling out your window and everything like that. It, 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 it'll just throw you the whole thing off. Now, I'm not saying that. That's I've had something like that. I haven't drawn far, but I did have something on the roof. And I was like, oh, snap. And I stopped the car like down the block. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't never get so far, like that far, where it just fall off in the middle of the road. I don't know where it's at. Yeah, so. I've, never, I've, I've never had that happen. <laughs> exactly. But, but the AEW Championship is back home, and then. At the next uh, pay-per-view, was it called Fight Club? Um, Fight for the Fall. Was fight, it Fight for the Fallen? Fight, no, the Fight for the Fallen was the one they had before because that, that was the one tribute to the gun violence. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had right. one. So it, it's something with fight in it. I, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Cody is going to go for the championship against Chris Jericho. Cody's making himself to be the, the WWE's very counter to Daniel Bryan. I swear that's what it's, that's what it's looking like. He always play, he's playing that play, he's playing that role up. Well, I mean, he's trying to, but Cody's not an underdog, though. I mean, Cody, you know, in Ring of Honor was the top heel, the American Nightmare, the champion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Daniel Bryan, you know, at that time, he would never was. He like, had one world championship. He was really always known as the underdog. Like, the, I remember I said that. Um, I remember we said that before. Um, when we was uh, doing predictions. We was talking about predictions, and I was saying he could give, he could chase for the title later down the line. That would make more sense. Uh, But you know, somebody else has been acting kind of crazy. Who's that? It's your boy, the nature boy. Woo! Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Limousine riding, jet flying. Kiss oh, stealing, wheeling, wheeling dealing, dealing, some gun. Yo, did you not talk to him or something, bro? Say it again. Did... Did, did, did you not talk to him or something? Because uh, what happened? some some going. Do you, for those who don't know, Ric Flair is out here, and he is trying to trademark the name the man from WWE, so WWE can pay him. And feels as though that he has not been getting his royalties for Becky Lynch using the man, and it's going to take WWE to court for his unpaid royalties. Okay, he wildin'. Like, just saying that sentence alone... It just sounds like it sounds batshit crazy. Just hearing that. So, but, but, but then he says because I want my wife, who was there with me every single day when I was in the hospital, to be taken care of. When I'm about, going, I was, I 
was getting ready to say, which which one? You've been married. You've been married how many times? Exactly. So no shade. I'm just saying. Like how many times have you been married, man? Before I get into my opinion, and before we get into your opinion, let's run down. Uh. This whole story, because Ric Flair has openly admitted that this has be caused a rift between him and Charlotte. Mm. Okay, I didn't hear that. Yes, him and Charlotte are butting his backstage, and Charlotte is not happy right now. Now, for those who don't know Ric Flair, Ric Flair has been using the man, but not as the man. He been using. The man and his sayings, such as, to be the man, to be the man you, you have, have to, to beat, beat the, man. the man. So, I'm just saying, uh, okay, I never heard him call himself the man. He had a exactly. book out that was called uh, Something with the Man. So, it, it's it's been labeled, but I'm sitting there thinking to myself, was he the only one to call himself the man? It's been it's been a couple it's been wrestlers I I pretty much I've sworn that they use that name the man they ain't trying to trademark it they it, uh they could, let's it, see, let me exactly see, I'm trying to think of a name I'm trying to think of a name the man the man the icon Sting what about that yeah it's it, it's it, it's it's just dumb to be honest with you so I'm sitting yeah. thinking to myself like okay why is he could be like is he going broke. Is it a sexist thing? He says he don't mind Becky Lynch using it, and he didn't mind uh, it when it first happened because he thought he was going to get paid from it. And I'm right. like, are you serious? Like, are you serious right now? And apparently, he was. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Rick. <laughs> Hold on. Because I also heard, because my wife... And uh, FS1 told me today that LeBron James is trying to uh, uh, try to copyright or trademark the name Taco Tuesday. What? Wow. Are you okay? Y'all just doing that just for just for a money grab? I'm, like, I'm like, why? Like, there's certain things. If you can't, it's it's like me trying to go to court and saying. No gimmicks needed was my name for this podcast. Uh, exactly. Excuse me. Um, the, a guy by the name of Chris Candino has been using that saying for how long? Exactly. I'm saying. Look, I know what my show "No Gimmicks Needed" is based off of. That's what it's based off of. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's not me going around saying I'm going to trademark. Now you know I came up with the name Nerd Coalition. You know, and I I built this brand, so that's something different. You know, but uh, when it comes to like the no no gimmicks, I'm like, what are you doing? So he's so he's basically saying so Becky Lynch has been using getting merchandise, and he hasn't seen a cent of it. This almost sounds like when Leo Rush said, I haven't seen a cent for the Almighty Bobby Lashley shirts. Why? Because it says Lashley three times on the back. Exactly. That's his name, so why are you getting something it, You know what I'm saying? Name? It's like, okay, do we owe the audience Joe? I mean, do we owe the audience a voice check for saying Joe and it's on his shirt multiple times because we say Joe, Joe, Joe when he comes out? Exactly. It don't no. it, it don't work like that. So, and number one, it sounds like he's broke. 
it could be it could be a possibility. It could, he could be he could be going broke. Because because he because he could because he could be he probably he probably still uh trying to finalize them other divorces he got. He, he probably do, he's probably doing that. And I was doing some research and I was listening to my my Russell podcast I listened to or uh, Solomon sounds off. So make sure you guys go check him out on all your podcast platforms. He's a, oh he, yeah yeah Jason Jason Solomon is a very good podcaster. Uh, he uh had trouble with back taxes. Oh yeah, oh yeah! Look, everybody out there right now, please make sure you pay your damn Look, taxes. There, JD Moxley. JD Moxley. I want you to answer this question for me. Yes, there sir. are two things that are guaranteed in this life. What are they? Death and taxes. Exactly. Guaranteed. You can't guarantee nothing else in this life, but two things: death and taxes. No matter who you are or whatever, Uncle Sam is coming to get his money. Exactly. And they want their money. If not, you're going to be sitting there looking at five to ten. I'm about to say, this ain't, this ain't nothing new. They've been doing taxes since the Romans. Yes. Since Jesus was walking the earth, there was taxes. Okay? There have been taxes. That's how it's, that's how it's been. That's how it's always been, and that's how it always will be. You know, so him was saying that he was had been owing up to as most as uh, $280,000 in back taxes. Jesus. Damn. That's a lot. Of, that's that's a quarter of, over a quarter of a million dollars. Yes, and you got to pay that. You got to find some way to pay that. There was, there was a thing where... Rick Flair got into so much debt because we heard the story that he had to go to Vince McMahon to borrow some money. I heard about that. Vince gave him $800,000. Vince said he wouldn't even give his kids $800,000. And when Rick Flair had his retirement match with Shawn Michaels and he got his WrestleMania check and everything, he paid Vince McMahon right back. See, I I ain't know I ain't know about I ain't know about that. That's crazy. So, this man has been experiencing a lot of money problems, and you know what? It's to say because Ric Flair, you know, as much as we we may like to idolize the sayings or the way he lived the lifestyle, but if you think about it, that four horsemen, like, see, this is this is that karma catching back up with you. Yeah. This is what this is. You want a limousine ride, jet fly, wear five hundred dollar gates? Granted, Ric Flair had a, a character, and he lived that character. Yes, he did. Yeah, the, the road stories that I've heard from different shooting interviews, they said that Ric Flair was for real with that. Exactly, yeah. but with, with all that being for real, is it because my, my my wife made a good point? He, I, she said something which at first I was like, "What?" and then I thought about, it, I was like, "Maybe that's true." She said. She don't think Ric Flair thought he was going to live this long. Mm. And with that being said, I'm just going to do all the shit I want to do while I'm still here. Right. But Ric Flair is 70 years old. Mm-hmm. And when he, when he had his friends dying off when they're 50 and they're 60s, I, I said it could be a point that Ric Flair didn't think he was going to live this long and experience these kind of problems. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, God kept it here for a reason, dude. 
we we, we got to humble you a little bit. Yeah. We we, we got we, we got to humble you for a little bit. So he's been going through all these kind of tax problems, and then now he wants to trademark the, 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 this man that says Becky Lynch is hot right now. Not as hot as she was at WrestleMania, but she's still hot. I feel as though she, I feel as though, like leading up to WrestleMania, she started to lose her steam. Like they had, they had something when when they when she was uh when they invaded Raw when they when they invaded Raw and she was standing on the steps with the uh, blood running down her face. They had something right there. Now after like once she won the title at WrestleMania, I was like, I said, okay, I'm kind of done with this. Like let's go on to something new. Let's go on to something else. Like. Like with Sasha Banks, like right now, I'm looking forward to seeing that now. Honestly, well, yes. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Charlotte get another uh, go for the title right now. She get she had she had enough because I think she's trying to be up there with her dad, so she can match her dad as far as being the 16 time champion. Yeah, so I mean, she you know it's the, it's the man versus the boss, but you know still with with, with the whole Ric Flair thing, I'm like now you cause the rips, and it, there has been no scourging. WWE because he was, he was a Triple H and Triple H was just like Nate look are you serious right now? He was like come on bro like are you are you, are you like what are you bro if you need some money just ask me you know what I'm saying I'd rather you just ask me for some money instead of trying to sue us because obviously the WWE lawyers are taking nothing seriously and WWE despite what y'all may think about WWE they have some great they have a great legal team. I'm pretty sure they're a good <laughs> company. They yeah. better have good lawyers on hand. Yeah, they got a great legal team and David Otunga, so I'm pretty sure that. Uh, <laughs> you did not just say David Otunga. I, I just said I keyword. I said and David Otunga. Oh, and, 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 and I don't know if I'm gonna give him the credit of saying part of the great legal no. team. But I'm to say, but yeah, we, we just add, add him one, you know, to to string along, you know. I mean, he did graduate for a law degree from Harvard, so I'm just saying. Yeah, he got some knowledge to him. You know, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't really that good in the ring, but. No, no, I didn't say, I mean, you know, unless it's all about the baby oil. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I want Ric Flair, like, please, get it together. This is embarrassing, and it's embarrassing your daughter. Exactly, because now probably people looking at her sideways like, your dad is really like this at his age? Like his, I'm gonna tell you this though. It's funny though. Now it's, it's making me think about what me and my fiance we be saying. Like when we be joking with each other, uh-huh. we be like, we we always had this saying. Like when like if something's out of pocket, we'd be like, at your big age, you doing this? Yes. <laughs> at your like, age, you doing this? And on top of that, it, you know, you're you, you causing the rift between Charlotte. Is it worth it? Exactly. Is is it really worth it? And the, the quote where he said, "I want to take care of my wife." That's not look. That's not WWE's problem. Exactly. That's not their problem. Mm Mm-hmm. If it it, is, go ahead. ahead, I'm sorry. No, no. It's my responsibility as a man to take care of my wife and my family. It is your responsibility as a man to take care of your future wife and your future family. Exactly. Not our jobs. Exactly. And Ric Flair, you know, like I said, this man has not just this, this past time, this man has escaped death frequently, okay? Yes. He has escaped death on numerous occasions, and Ric Flair knows that he now can hear that clock just ticking. Mm-hmm. 
because the older you get, you're not going to be able to run too many times. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you're going to get caught up. Exactly. Eventually, it's going to come cold. Exactly. So, with that being said, I'm like, look, I know he's trying to look. There's a term that that my uh, that my my mother uses where it's like, okay, that soil's getting a little soft, mm-hmm. and you know you're no longer sitting on a hardwood floor anymore. You, you feel yourself sinking, like you, you you know the ground is coming. <laughs> okay, so you know one day everybody gonna be in that ground, so you know the ground is coming. So I'm just saying, so you know he, he he's trying to make amends for what he did, but bro, you gotta take a you gotta sit back and look back at your life. Because everybody, there's a lot of people that, that have that that mindset of laugh now, cry later. Mm-hmm. You at the cry. That, so what people don't realize is that eventually you gonna have to cry. Exactly. So if you gonna have to cry, this is part of it. This is part of it. So, uh, are you ready for the move? Next week, for for the for the draft. Well, NXT is coming to USA September eighteenth. Oh right. <clears throat> to so right. they get a fresh two weeks on television to work things out before AEW comes October second. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm ready for it. Honestly, I was. Uh, it's funny. I was uh, talking with Chubbs about this. Uh, um, a few weeks ago, uh-huh. and I think I think it'll be really good. Expo- it'll give more exposure to what NXT is, and it's not it's not more so to compete with AEW, even though that's what it's obviously is obviously is. But it'll put them on on more of a global, more of a national national syndication because not everybody can afford the uh, WWE Network. They, I'll be honest, not everybody can afford it, but people will definitely watch it on TV. Exactly, and it gives people that option to to, to to not have to buy a network, even though people do are going to have the network anyway. And and uh, NXT is a wrestling fan show. Yes, but I, but it is a good opportunity to show everybody what they have been missing. But also, October fourth, SmackDown comes to Fox. Yep, that's. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. Yes. So, with that being said, it's also saying that they are going to do a draft. This thing is actually supposed to be happening because Fox wants a legit sports-like draft for Raw and SmackDown. No more wild card rule. It will be legit Raw SmackDown uh, talent. So, with, with with this draft happening, I don't know if it's going to be like a superstar shakeup or if they're actually going to clear all the roster and start all over again. But I seriously doubt. They would do that, especially because of the champions. So. Yeah, I don't think they would do that. But I wish I wish we could just go back to how it was how how it was back in like the early two thousands where we had Smack SmackDown had they had they own had they own champion, Raw had they own champion. And you know, like it pretty much it like everybody got time. Everybody got time. Well, it, it, it did that. The roster was big, not as big as it was now, but it was still bigger than they usually are, uh, have it. And, you know, they, they still got it now. So, I want to know from you. So, I want to take the time to, to, to see which people would you want to come over to SmackDown to help make Fox, the, the Fox show, more legit because they're focusing on that because the draft starts on SmackDown, not Raw this time. 
Because you know all the drafts start on SmackDown. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, right me, I'm sorry. All the drafts start on Raw. Yeah, they use they get first dibs because they're 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 the, they're, the grand, they're the grand show. Exactly, and they get that the three hours of everybody from SmackDown coming over, and then we see SmackDown, and we get like a couple people on there. I'm like, what? Well, now it's starting because the draft is going to happen October 11th. I did ask the show after the 20th anniversary, uh, 20 year anniversary of SmackDown. That's, that's which is going to be the opening show. Damn, it's been on that long? Damn. 1999, bro. October 1999. Yeah. I remember the first show when it had, well, the first show that I saw was when it was Triple H and Triple H and The Rock uh, going for the fight for the championship. Exactly. With Sean as a special, the special referee. It kicked the shit out of The Rock. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> that right there, I thought that was, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, so, uh, with that being said, I want us to, t- you know, take time to figure out who we're going to think is going to come to SmackDown and Raw. So let's start on the SmackDown side. What are some superstars you think they would legit bring over to make SmackDown, you know, more of an equal show, especially on Fox? Mm. One, well, obviously, one one guy that comes to mind. I'm actually going to throw this one out there. Um, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling, okay. Johnny Johnny Wrestling, because he put he pretty much he Johnny Wrestling he shows that he had he shows that endurance factor, and when you think of sports, that's one of the things that you got to factor in endurance. So he'll he'll be a good fit. Another one that comes to mind, an an obvious pick of you know Roman Reigns, even though he was already on there. Uh-huh. Or matter of fact, no no no, send Roman Reigns back to Raw. And switch it and bring Seth Rollins over. If have he's Seth Rollins if he's not the Universal Champion, because that's that's considered the Raw's the Raw's championship, basically. Yeah. So if he, if he's Universal Champion, then he's not coming. But if he's not, there's a possibility. There's that, there's a possibility there. So uh, uh, I'm sh- I'm I, I no, I'm go going ahead. to go because I'm thinking of how. Fox and their sports thing was going to work. So I'm thinking you're trying to build a, bring a legit athlete that makes money. The first person that comes to my mind is Brock. I've heard, I've heard, I've actually heard that rumor too uh, of Brock being being a uh, potential guy to be over there, even though he only going to be there like once a month. You know, I mean that's fine. He ain't the championship. I mean I know Heyman is kind of running things on Raw right now, so we don't know if he's going to be on that and SmackDown at the same time. I'm not sure, but. You know, Brock Lesnar started out on SmackDown when when they had their draft. And he he did good. He carried that show, and he made yeah, that. He, he, did. he did help out. Brock used to actually wrestle. Exactly. I mean, he get old now. So Suplex City is where he, well, it is where it is now. But him being a legit athlete, I could definitely see them probably wanting to bring Lesnar over there. And the next thing that comes to my mind is Ronda Rousey. Now, yeah, I can see that. Because, Ronda, like I said, the UFC, these UFC fighters, these legit athletes, legit combat sports athletes, not not performance fighters, Roman Reigns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see her coming back. Now, she did have an injury to her finger, which was gruesome. Have you seen an injury? That yeah, boat accident she had? I was like, yeah, I seen that, man. I, that was gross. I showed, I showed my fiance, she was like, 
she lucky to be alive on that one. Yeah, that was that that, that was very disgusting. So, you know, I don't know when Rhonda's gonna come back. I don't know if she started a family or not, whatever the case may be, but Rhonda's been going for a while. Yeah, I'm, and this is actually gonna be surprising. I actually miss Ronda Rousey kinda now. But you know what? It's like she it's like she brought like she brought legitimacy to the women's division. No disrespect to him, I'm talking about like as like you built like she was built up like as legit badass, like in the like of remember she have her time in UFC. She was booked as legitimate badass. But the only problem I had was it was almost like it was almost like her facial expression, it was almost like it was like you couldn't like you get you get where I'm going with it. It's like yeah. she'll be smiling, she'll be smiling one second, and then she always just almost like it's almost like she just a switch go on. And all of a sudden, she she raw dog, she mad dog in the face. Uh huh. My God. Uh, I like Ronda. I had a problem with Ronda. So you know when she left, I was like, I was legit hurt. I'm. I was glad they made her a heel like they're supposed to and make her a and badass. She did that. She should. She was supposed to be. Um, built up as the female Brock Lesnar. Exactly, you know. So, but you know, it, it, it was like that heel turn came kind of kind of late. But I was just like, but you Too know, uh, I still enjoyed it. So, you know, when when Ronda comes back when that music hits, I'm gonna be hyped. You know, and I mean, yeah. I, I kind of want to see it on SmackDown. Uh, I can agree with you with the Giant Gargano thing because you know he can have those those great matches on SmackDown. Uh, the revi- the revival. Yeah, because they can have something too. Yeah, yeah he, he has uh, hit the demo Randy Orton is pretty pretty fun right now. I will keep yeah, the I, I will like I will keep the new day on SmackDown. Yeah, that that's that's yeah they they're not they're not going back to work. Yeah, it it but you know what? If we can get more of a like a serious edge new day, I would. Yeah, I think I'd be I cool think, with that. I think it's time. I think it's time for them to make a switch. Even though they make they're making they're making WWE a shitload of money, I think it's time for them. I think it's time for a switch. Cause honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I like New Day as a heel. I like them as I like them as a heel tag team because it's the way they got the crowd riled into it. Yeah, it's, it was believable. Cause you got Xavier Woods on the mic. He he pretty much he was untouchable. Yeah, and his reactions too. It, it it was uh, it, I mean it, it, even face New Day is cool with me I'm not I'm not mad at them. I enjoy them it's just that you know it's just that now they have lost an edge to them it's like they ran its course yeah it's, I, I'm not gonna say it because because if it ran its course I want them to break up I don't want them to break up I want no, them no, to no, stay no. together but you know I want them to kind of st- I want them to kind of be like a, a affiliated such as let Big E go on his own. Let Xavier go on his own. Let Kofi go on his own. But when they need each other, the new they conform. Kind of like how the Shield was, like, was it two years ago or last year? Yeah. Where Dean was still that. doing his thing. Seth was still doing his thing. Roman was still doing his thing. But when they had to come together, they became the Shield. Mm-hmm. But they I was all doing that. their own thing. So that's what I kind of, you know, wanted the new day to kind of like become. Like, have Kofi, you know, uh, go for the main title. And guess what? When he loses it, Kofi is going to lose the title, people, okay? Just don't know when. Eventually, it's going to happen. But he's going to lose the championship. So when Kofi loses the championship, you know, they don't do automatic rematches no more. They can definitely have him go and face somebody else and have put Big E in that spot. Yeah, because, man, I remember uh, back when I was like, I said, is Big E going to turn heel? I'm waiting for that. 
Exactly. And do the five count. And then he could be the, have a run with the championship without him having to turn on Kofi. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think in that way, you can help build up some of the single success and give Xavier Woods a mid-card title. You know, you can give yeah. him Intercontinental or United States Championship and he can really, you know, really be doing his own thing. And then, and I'm telling you, and then whenever they need to be the New Day again, it's like a Power Rangers Megazord. They come together, uh-huh. and bam, there you have it. So, That'll be interesting, okay. But that's how I keep the New Day on SmackDown. I would, uh... uh you know what? You know what I would do? I would bring the, uh... Bring two hundred five. I bring put two hundred five on SmackDown. Bring it back to how the way how the way they used to be back in the early two thousands when they had the cruiserweights. Because the cruiserweights they put on the show when it came when it was on SmackDown. They did. They were they were interesting to watch. So they could be they could be like a highlight. But some guys on two hundred five, I'm like, okay, y'all can definitely go back to like wrestle other people like Tony Nese. I can see him on a Raw. You know, Did you see Tony on Raw? Yeah, or like a Drew Gulak. You know, I would like to see Drew oh, Gulak yeah. like defend for you, you the, the the United States Championship, not necessarily the Cruiserweight. Because when I we like was at that Evolve show and I see him versus Matt Riddle, that was a damn good match. Mm-hmm. I seen that. That was good. That yeah, was good. and he wasn't he wasn't no damn Cruiserweight. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole these you know these uh, these guys anymore. Some people I want to see at Raw though, like uh, I think Finn Balor can go back join the OC. I would, oh. man, that man, that would be dope. Cause I like, um, I like, I, I wasn't like all the way completely into uh, New Japan, New New Japan wrestling, but mm-hmm. I got into, but like I knew about Finn Balor when he was Prince Devitt, and when he created the Bullet Club, I knew about that, and I liked him, I liked him as a heel. Uh huh. That was just all, that was just a little side that was a little side side track, but I can see Finn Balor doing that. But thing is, when speaking of that, when is Finn Balor coming back? I think Finn Balor's coming back next month in October. He's coming uh, back at Survivor Series. You know he you know he can do that too. Like I said, I don't know when the exact timeline is because I think I think it's inevitable now that we get mm-hmm. the Demon versus the Fiend. Yes, and the Fiend should win. Yes, he definitely should win that matchup. I I, I really think it's just in, inevitable that we get that matchup, and I'm hoping that we get that matchup. But the question is, is it going to be a thing where both guys got to be on the same show? Because that's the case. Finn got to go back to Raw because the Fiend is listed as a Raw superstar. Mm. He's listed as a Raw superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had uh, let's see, some more people. I, well, I mean, Samoa Joe can stay on Raw. I like him on Raw. The Miz, yeah, can, I like him on Raw. The Miz can stay on Raw. Raw, you know, it's it's so clear that they don't want Roman on SmackDown, but it, you know, but but they had to trade for somebody for AJ Styles. But honestly, what about Daniel Bryan going to Raw? That would be that be that be that be interesting because he he's done he's done for, it seems like he's done all he can done all he can on SmackDown, so why not bring him back to Raw? I see where you're going with that. Because I am so sick of that Eric Rowan storyline. That job fell flat. It did. I was like, this this is just not good. Because I had I had I had an idea of somebody who could have been 
and I had my own little had my own little story storyline basically building up where I had it pretty much as the attacker being Luke Harper and it basically they form a team of Daniel Bryan, Luke Harper, and um, Eric Rowan. Uh huh. He basically they they basically they take over. It's almost like I would say they they become a different he. he uh man. It's almost like the Wyatt Family 2.0, but in a different way. I mean, you know, I I I I I miss Luke Harper. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I I definitely do miss Luke Harper. So I don't understand, you know, what the, you know what, what the case of it is. But hey, uh, they fell flat with that one. Uh, you know, well, Shinsuke says what's matter? He's the champion right now. Uh, says well, I actually I would like to see Cesaro go to NXT. I was gonna say I was I was going I was good. It's funny that you said that because before we got on this call, I was literally thinking that I was like, I would actually like to see him over at NXT UK. And a dream match I would want to see is Cesaro versus Walter. I would want to see that. That's a dream match for me. That'll be that'll be pretty good. He put Walter over. Oof. Or oh, would you want Cesaro uh, to win that? It's, I I would want Cesaro to win because the fact is he hasn't really. I can't remember the last time he he's actually held the championship. Okay. But. But then then but then the thing is, what did he do? What did they do with Walter? Because it's almost like he loses that mystique of being that being an unbeatable giant if he loses. So. Mm, they can have a few. Yeah, I mean, they have a few, they have a few, but I think I probably, you know, no, it doesn't matter what happens. I think Walter comes out in the end. I want to see Pete Dunn on SmackDown. Yeah, I see. Can, yeah, I can see Pete Dunn being on SmackDown. Uh, because because we're thinking about we're thinking about guys that can go like go the distance. We're thinking about about fighters. When you think of that, you're thinking of people that's like legit. People you're thinking that's legit. So I can see that Pete Dunn. That's a good. That's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to see. Um, uh, let's see. What, what, what's the what's the what's the team? Well, I know she probably eventually gonna go to or going to go to roll. But you know what? Give my man Dolph Ziggler a chance and put him in NXT. You think you think he would you think he would do real good down there? I mean, he, he has no place to go but up because he's already down up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just got thrown into a. I would put Sasha Banks and Bailey on the same show, and Charlotte and Becky on the same show. So I'll put Charlotte and Becky on so Raw. And horse, oh, so you want the horsewomen on SmackDown? Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I'll, I'll put I'll put Charlotte and oh. Becky on Raw, and I'll put mm-hmm. Sasha and Bailey on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Because oh, I want that. I mean, I I want to see heel Bailey and Sasha do good, but then I also yeah, want sure. like. Them to face off eventually, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of hoping. You know, I'm kind of hoping for that. So I got another one for you. Okay. Um, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler, going to SmackDown. I would like that. I think I really think Shayna Baszler has run this course on NXT. But the question is, who takes the championship? So right now, the, the heel that is doing the most work right now is Io Shirai. So I will probably have Io Shirai take the belt from Shayna Baszler, and then have Io and Kansas, uh, Candice go back and 
respect for it again because they had a great match at Takeover. They did. They uh, did. That match was that match was like a sleeper almost. Yeah, actually, it, it was almost my match of the night because it was so yeah, good. I, yeah, I I felt that same. I felt the same way on that, thinking that that could have been the match of the night. Well, but you know, I would have EO take it, and it, you know, her and uh, Candice would go back at it, or give a championship, and you could do that rivalry. And in the meantime, you could build up your Mediums and your Bianca Belairs. Honestly, I don't. I love me again and whatnot. You know, you know that. But I don't know. It's like it's almost like she has the build up for it, but it's like when she gets to the takeovers, it's like it falls flat. Like I, re- I had, I had the vibe. I was thinking that she was gonna win, but I was like, I'm gonna be realistic. She is not winning this. Yeah. It's almost is you, know, you know what I mean? It's like it's like the build up is perfect, and then it's just. It just falls flat. Like it's like it was underperforming. Like the crowd didn't really give a crap about the match. Exactly, and I'm just people can't gotta get behind the whole. I I, I don't know what because I liked Mia Yim or when she was Jade. Oh yeah, I, yeah. And, uh, and and I'm telling you, be, be, until she came to NXT, I didn't know she was Blazer. I didn't look. You gotta look at how she was looking in Impact. And doing the dollhouse and everything, they had her look like a straight Asian woman. Because mm-hmm. she's part Asian. And I'm just like, but then when she's like, she, I'm the Blazer bad, I'm like, where? <laughs> and, th- and then I saw her dad, and then I saw her sister. I'm just like, whoa. She's for serious. She's for show. Blazer. And I'm just like, oh my God. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. So, uh, it, you know, it's different, which, you know, Brought me a liking to her even more because you know saying she represents part of me also. So I like that. But then you know, I think Triple H let just like let her be herself, and I don't think the crowd knows how to take it just yet. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's almost like it's 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 like there's something missing, it's like where the crowd is trying to gravitate to her. And and, and she hasn't set the world on fire just yet. So that's why I would keep her. In NXT right now, she don't need to be on the main roster. Keep her in NXT right now to you know polish up her stuff, her and Bianca Belair, and then uh, I think that it, it, they can make good champions in the future of NXT. Obviously, but I'll keep her right there. Uh, but you know, I, like I said, I, I'm not gonna give a full breakdown rundown of that, but I do want to talk about something real quick here. Last week. I've made on on my YouTube channel. I, I put on a com- the community post of what my schedule was going to be like this coming up week, and I failed that whole schedule. I'm so sorry. I I, I failed. We do apologize, fans. Yeah, yeah. What you say? I said for the fans, we do apologize. Yeah, I mean the whole list. I said, well, we got this coming up Monday. This coming up Tuesday. Wednesday, 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 because it was Labor Day weekend. My kids are back in school now, so I got y'all. Not near, not a thing that I said on that post came, came to fruition. And for that, I'm sorry. I really am. And I'm like, okay. I, I definitely said I'm going to give y'all the wrong SmackDown reviews. I'm going to give y'all the no gimmicks in the podcast. I'm going to give y'all my It Chapter 2 review, my Batman Hush review, and some luck, some, uh, uh, some level ups for 2K and all that stuff. Near not a nothing dropped on the channel this week. Now, never. 
pretended that <laughs> near not never other than me reacting to, to Kevin Owens' interest because 2K wants to give me little interests at a time. So what I'm doing for you guys right now is even though, like right now, you know, I'm recording this. Like I said, uh, I'm going to give get a recap of what happened on Raw last week and SmackDown because a lot of things happened I wanted to talk about before I review the Madison Square Garden shows. So uh, it, those are the go home shows, obviously, to Clash of Champions. So uh, real quick, did you see Raw last week? I did see Raw. Okay, because there's the thing. I saw it too. I didn't say review it. So, I mean, okay, so last week on Raw, we had uh, uh, the tag team championships of Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman defending against the OC again, and they ended up defeating the OC. And I, I, I'm like, because I, I really think we're going to have Dolph and Robert win these titles. I can see that. I really think they're gonna have Dolphin Robert Roode win these titles, and they they, and they they stood long in that tag team turmoil for a reason. And I think Paul Heyman is high on Robert Roode. At least somebody is. At least at least somebody's giving 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 him a shot. Exactly. Uh, even though and I want him, to, I, I want him to keep keep his porn stash though. <laughs> that threw me for a loop when I seen it. I'm like. Whoa, bro, wait a minute. You went from glowing to a porn stash. How? How does that work? Exactly. I, I like I said, he can shave, shave off the beard, but keep the stash because this made him look just more evil and sinister and Rick Rudish. So I was cool with that. Uh, Lacey Evans beat Natalia by, I think it was by disqualification that it was. I think, I think, it, I think it was by disqualification. Uh, wait, hold, wait, actually. Go ahead. Uh, can't take a chip. Women's right out of tie for three. Okay, so no, no, she actually beat her clean. Uh, Sasha Banks challenged Becky Lynch through all the championship match and uh, championship that, that, that she accepted. Then we get the uh, quarterfinals of the King of the Ring. We had Baron Corbin taking on Cedric Alexander. First of all, first of all, be, before we get into this matchup, is your bracket broken like mine is? Yes. Yes. This reminded me every time <coughs> March Madness comes around. And if you remember at Dave and Buster's where they used to, like Vanessa would give out the, the brackets to sign up for it, to make your bracket, yes. I would always be busted by the first round. I remember that happened to me that happened to me a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was like, you know what? I tap out. I tap out. I was like, no there, there's no way I'm winning anything on this bracket. But so I'm like, the king of the ring bracket. I was like, well, I had this in the bag. I had uh, Samoa Joe being Cesaro. I had Drew McIntyre being Ricochet. I I had uh, Baron Corbin beating the Miz, and I had Cedric Alexander beating uh, Sami Zayn in the first round. That's on the Raw side. Then I had Kevin Owens beating Elias. I had Ali beating Buddy Murphy. I had Shelton Benjamin beating Chad Gable. And I had Andrade beating Apollo Crews. Now, this is all the first round. I was like 70% right because Elias won. (coughs) Ali won. Chad Gable won. And Andrade won. So I'm 50% right there. 
Then on the Raw side, Cedric won, Corbin won, Joe won, and Ricochet won. Yes. So I'm like, what the fuck? I Man, I, 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 was, I was about to do a clean sweep on Raw. So then we go over, we get Samoa Joe versus Ricochet, and then we get, uh, that's later on tonight, and then we get Corbin versus Cedric Alexander. So I'm, I'm sitting thinking like, Corbin went, talked shit on the throne, wore the crown and everything. Cedric's winning this matchup. He's winning. And I get there, and he, this some some loses. That was a good match. I was actually impressed with Corbin and Cedric. They had some good chemistry. Yeah. It was a, they, I'm not gonna lie. They built it up as in, they built it up and um, that Corbin could lose. It. So it, it was believable. But it still shocked the hell out of me. I was like, oh damn, okay, Corbin might Corbin may win this because my initial pick did pretty much win the whole thing was Drew. That was my pick. But I, 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 crum- I was like Angel Dawkins. I crumbled it all up and threw it away. So, Corbin wins for, and he advances to the final. I mean, to the semifinals. Then, we get Ricochet and Samoa Joe. Now, apparently, Ricochet hits a 630 on Samoa Joe. But, his was it his shoulders were still down? Or they both were covering each other? They both, they both, they both covered each other, which I was, that was kind of, I was, I was confused by it. I was like, I'm trying to make sense of it. Yeah, they both cover each other, so we get a mankind Triple H thing going on. So now, next week we have a triple threat match between Joe Ricochet and Corbin. I wanted Ricochet versus Cedric Alexander in the worst way. That was yeah, that'd have been you already know that'd have been definitely a show stick. I wanted that in the worst way. And I didn't get it. Uh, but, like, they, I, but I'm not gonna lie. I like how they, they excuse me. I like how they threw that in, threw that curveball in there as there's gonna be a triple threat. Because think about it, they never had a triple threat in the King of the Ring tournament. They never done that before. So this is an interesting twist. It is. You're absolutely right. Uh <clears throat> they had Bray Wyatt address the whole controversy about Hell in a Cell, which turns out will be true. He will be facing for the Universal Championship at Hell in a Cell. So anybody can just make matches, huh? I, I'm, I'm just saying, I guess when you defeat, that's what happens. Miz defeats Cesaro because the Miz needed to win. But then uh, it was Becky Lynch uh, that was attacked by Bailey. And I mean attacked by Bailey. Bailey snapped and just went off on her with the chair as her and Sasha Banks are standing tall at the end of the show. And everybody was like, he'll turn Bailey? That was the shocker of the night for me. I was like, whoa! I was like, I was like, mm. I'm, then, it, then it made me start thinking. I'm like, how they, how they going how is they gonna do it? How's they gonna do this? Well, uh, in what ways do you mean? Meaning like, like how's her entrance gonna be now? Is like, like, is like when she see, like she see Izzy, she's gonna just like show off, like whatever. Like I don't, I don't. You, you, you know, like, you know what I mean? if like, Bailey's going to go lie. full heel, Bailey needs to have a full heel. Like, I'm talking about Uso level makeover. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, because now, granted, I didn't say there was in a tag team match against uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, which was dumb. I, I don't like, I hate that team. I don't like that yeah, team that, at all. It's, 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 
It is. I'd rather just be. I'd rather just be be single. Exactly. Uh, but if if she does do this heel turn, it has to be. It, I'm telling you, it has to be on the level of Usos. I'm talking about to the point where it's we went from c- colors and we was doing the you know the uh, the Samoan chant uh, tribal dance and we came out to this straight urban youth as the without using that to word on this podcast Usos. to the jail Usos. exactly it's kind of like the, the like uh, the repackaging of Sting you had that surfer uh, blonde hair Sting and then he went straight to the crow Sting it has to be something that dramatic it has to. It has to be like kind of like how they kind of like Eo Shirai. Exactly. So Bailey like needs to stop with the Bailey buddies. You know. She. Mm, I thought. I thought about. Mm, I thought about something. She could come out today and she just she just busts. She like I don't know. Take like a pen and just stab stab at him saying, "Oh, that's dumb." Just to, just to, just to get. Heat. I mean, she could. Yeah. To be completely honest with you, I'm not sure, but. Hell, I mean, she, she, she really could. But then we go over to SmackDown Live. And, you know, we're not done with the with the whole uh, Bailey heel turn. Uh, at least, I, at least I, I don't think so. Uh, I'm actually trying to pull up the results. Did you see SmackDown Live last week? I didn't even really see it. I, I saw, like, glimpses of it. And then I felt I'd fallen asleep from it. You so, know, I didn't, so I didn't see all of it. I'm not like, mad I've, at you. I'm not mad at you because I tend to fall asleep during SmackDowns a lot of times these days, and I'm like, why am I still staying up for Raw but falling asleep on SmackDown? That made no sense. Because you, it's a, well, you know, he don't have as much control over there yet as Heyman does. Because he don't know the talent. I, I've heard that. Uh huh. They said that because he don't really know how to. He don't know the talent like that just yet. Because he hasn't done this in how many, like, how many years? It's been yeah. years. Well, this is another shocker. So we had Bailey and Sasha brutally attack Charlotte at the beginning of the show. And, you know, they're all buddy-buddy. They're all hugged up and everything. And I'm like, okay, so this, this is a whole heel thing now. Because I thought maybe Sasha would have turned on her. But I'm like, but no, we we got this best friend thing going on. And, of course, we know Charlotte and Becky respects, you know, they got the little T thing. So it's like we got the little split of the four horsemen going on both sides. So it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, then we oh God once again, my bracket, man. This one was Elias uh, defeated Ali. How? That was not as, supposed to happen. Exactly. It was because because remember remember for a while they was building up Ali for something like all of a sudden they just they just said oh screw this game. Well, no, well, they didn't say screw him. He got injured. Randy Orton broke his or- orbital bone. Right. So that's how we got Kofi Mania. Then we got Kofi Mania, and I'm be honest with you, I'm not mad at Kofi Mania at all. So no, we, we got Kofi Mania, and uh, it was pretty fun. But uh, mm-hmm. excuse me, but then we get a lot. I'm like, wh- where are we doing with this thing with Elias? I understand, you know, it's a sh- shame man's dude and everything like that. But Elias, I was like, Ali's going, and Ali's going to face Andrade, and then Andrade will go to the finals. That's what exactly. I had. All that's- this shit is. Wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. 
but the match is alright. Fire and Desire defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Randy Orton and the Revival. Randy Orton comes up there, cuts another promo on Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston comes out and is fighting the Revival as he's coming down to the ring. I mean, like, like swinging on him. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, finally, uh, they get the, they get the upper hand on Kofi, give him a th- the 3D RKO, which I really do like. Yeah, I do like that, too. I, and I like I like how you said I like how you combined it. 3D RKO. I like that. Exactly. So, I'm like, I, I enjoy all that. Uh, I can't, actually am excited for that match at Clash of Champions. That's the only match I'm really looking forward to is that Kofi and Orton match. Because it, it should I, really be I good. They, it, it should be good. It really should. Uh, I just, well, SummerSlam was supposed, to, was supposed to have been good, but you see how that went. They did that. Well, they didn't repeat it the same finish as in last year. With, with, with Joe and AJ, but I'm just saying, but first of all, yeah. the whole story is Joe and AJ all over again. But, you know, it's with, 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 it's with people that actually know the history of it, though. So, Because uh, Orton and uh, Kofi have a more rich history in WWE opposed to Styles and Joe. Exactly. So, with that being said, we had uh, Chad Gable, who only had a four-minute match with Shelton Benjamin the week before, uh, took on Andrade and beat Andrade. Chad Gable is the cl- the Crash Holly in the 2000 King of the Ring today. He's the he's the whole miracle thing going on, and he was the short guy. He was the little guy. Nobody said he can go far. And what's going to happen, he's going to beat Elias. And then I don't go against don't go against Corbin because I think the only reason they did they did a triple threat matches because they don't want somebody to look weak when they win when Corbin wins and then it'll be a fucking Corbin and uh, Gable finals at Clash of Champions only because so they can do that tilt the world uh, spot with the with the um, end of days which is. Uh, Great spot, but it pisses me off. Yeah, I was like, Andrade was supposed to be in this spot because they, they was doing so much to to steer me the other way, and all of a sudden, I'm like, what's going on? And now we're going back to what was predicted in the first place, and that's Corbin. And I don't want Corbin, dude. I don't want Corbin. Nobody does, but I know they they, they doing that to get to get heat and control the fans because they know they already know. But what if what are the odds of them pulling a swerve? Uh, if they pull a swerve, it needs to be ricocheting. Exactly, but the thing is, I the thing is, I had the vibe of ricochet winning just because just because of his Twitter name is is King Ricochet. Exactly. So maybe that, but you know, usually the heels win King of the Ring. It's a heels uh, tournament. I was trying to think. I'm trying. Look at wait. look at all the King of the Rings. If let, let's just go back to we ain't gotta go back to the eighties, but let's just go back okay. to let's go back to when Owen Hart won in ninety four. Yeah, he was a heel. He was right. a heel. Okay, right. and then we had uh, then we had uh, ninety five was Mabel. Was Mabel? Mabel was a heel. Was right. a heel. Ninety six. Stone Cold was a heel. Triple H in ninety seven. Heel. Ken Shamrock was a face in 98. I was getting ready to say, wait, wasn't he a face? Yeah. yeah. Ken Shamrock was a face in 98. So, okay, so that's that's one face so far. 
Billy Gunn was a heel in 99. Yeah, he was, yeah. Kurt Angle was a heel in 2000. Mega heel. Edge was a face in 2001. Mm-hmm. Brock, Brock Lesnar was, was a heel in 2002. Mm-hmm. Booker T was a heel in 2006. Wait, 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 wait. Before, before you say anything else, you got to say it the right way. King Booker. Well, see, he wasn't King Booker yet. He was still Booker T until he won it. Mm-hmm. So Booker T was a heel, but then he became King Booker. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I went back and started watching those clips again. I was like, I was tripping to, to, be, to be saying I didn't like, didn't, didn't like the gimmick. Yo, that it was great. I had to go back and watch watch those clips. Yeah. And it made it, it made it perfect. You had Queen Charmel and then, mm-hmm. and then Regal. Exactly. Now, two, 2008, it was William Regal, a heel. In 2010... Oh, it was Sheamus, a heel. 2013, or 14, I think it was. Was it, it Barrett? Yeah, it was Barrett, who was a heel. Mm-hmm. So from 1994 to now, there have only been two face King of the Rings. So what's the probability that we get a face King of the Ring? Got a point. You got a point. I'm thinking about that now. You do got a point. The King of the Ring has always been a heel man's game, where the Royal Rumble has always been a face game. If you look back at the winners of the Royal Rumble, if look, let's go back to if you go back to, to, to '94, okay, we had okay. Bret and Luger win the Royal Rumble. Their faces. Yep. '95, Shawn Michaels won the Royal Rumble. He's a face. '96, Shawn again. He's a face. 97, Stone Cold was a heel. So that's one heel. That's one. 98, 98 Stone Cold, he's Stone a face. Cold. 99, Vince, he's a heel. Vince, heel. So that's two. 2000, The Rock, face. Face. 2001, Stone Cold, Stone Cold face. face. 2002, Triple H, face. face. When he first came back. Three. 2003, Brock Lesnar, Brock at Lesnar that time, was a face. Was a face. Because he got that respect from Undertaker. And remember, Paul Heyman just left him at Survivor Series. Right. He's a face. 2004 was Voldemort. He was a face. <laughs> we can't mention that name. You refuse, you refuse to mention that name. Exactly. Two, 2005 was Batista. The gray area. Because he was on the cuffs of becoming that face. Yeah. But he was still part of Evolution. 2006, Rey Mysterio, a face. Yeah. 2007, The Undertaker, a face. face. 2008, 2008, John Cena, a face. A face. 2009, Orton, a heel. That's three. Mm-hmm. 2010, Please Edge, a face. 2011, Alberto Del Rio, another heel. Yes, right? so, yeah, so that's four. 2012, Sheamus, a face. 2013, it was um. I'm trying to remember who was it. Cena, another face. Uh, 2014, Batista at that time was a face, and then what was because they booed the hell out of him. Reason why he became a heel. They booed booed his ass out of the building. 2015, Roman Reigns, whether we shit on it or not, was a face. 2016, 
It was Triple H, a heel. That's five. Then with uh, 2017, God, so 2016, 2017 was 2016 Orton. Was, um, so Orton was, yeah, was Orton. was a face. 2018 with WrestleMania 34, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, face. In 2019, the one who just passed, well, uh, we had... Uh, um. Who was, who was, who was the main event of WrestleMania this year? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, exactly. Was the face. So from 1994 to now, four or five heels. So the Royal Rumble was a, a face heavy win, where King of the Ring has more been a heel heavy. So it is it's the unfortunate possibility of Baron Corbin winning. Or Joe. Or Joe or Elias. That those are the heels. I would actually, I would actually like Joe. I would actually like Joe to win. If if I'm if I'm being honest, I would like Joe to win because he he had he showed. I like that he's showing more of that aggressive heel Joe that we saw in TNA and from if if you ever seen him in Ring of Honor. Yes, that I did. Heel Joe, that heel Joe, the promos is always is always a one. So that'll be good. Yep. Ain't no time for that. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna stop it. Ain't nobody gonna try, try to step up to his big ass. Ain't nobody gonna try to do that. Exactly. Uh, we got Alistair Black defeat Shelton Benjamin, which was uh okay. I mean, the match didn't get enough time because they don't give Shelton Benjamin matches time for some reason. Nakamura defeated a local competitor, which I know is gonna be facing to go to the Miz at Clash of Champions. Oh. And then we, we we get to reveal that Eric Rowan was the one who tossed the stuff over on Roman Reigns when they had a new camera angle that was never there the first time. <clears throat> And uh, Dale Bryant is like liars. So uh, Rowan takes out Roman Reigns and gives Dale Bryant a head choke slam through the announcer's table. I really like how the way Rowan, he does that. That just shows brute strength. You just pick you up by your damn head like a basketball. I love how he does that. I agree with you. But then on top of that, it's going to be annoying as fuck seeing him versus Roman Reigns. That match is going to just draw. It is. It's, it's, it's not going to be something worth a watch. Exactly. So, that was the SmackDown recap of what we did. Like I said, I'm sorry I missed... Well, I didn't miss it. I'm sorry to give you guys a review last week around SmackDown. So, I wanted to give it to you guys on the podcast. I will do my best to come back and give you guys Raw and SmackDown. I want to start with a little bit of good news. And a little bit of good news is that uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are tying the knots. Not that I didn't see it. Let me be honest with you. I, I, I see it coming. Usually, you know, I thought they just got together, like, at the beginning of this year. And then, uh, obviously, they have. But then, uh, Seth Rollins, like, he asked her the big question. And it looks like him and Becky Lynch are getting engaged. Which, you know, that is very nice for them. It seems like it does work better when the relationships or marriages happen within the wrestling, you know, the wrestling business, such as, you know, uh, Natty and Tyson Kidd, which I still do feel bad for uh, Tyson Kidd. Uh, then you have, of course, Naomi and Jimmy Uso, if he can ever stop drinking. And uh, you have uh, Charlotte and Andrade going on right now, and they stay posting on Instagram right now. I, I think it's just good when you have somebody that, re- that, that respects the business or you've been with people you know like almost your whole life like AJ and his wife uh, was it Wendy I think it is so and you, you got that certain kind of respect and everything because AJ after a couple of years he's going to retire anyway and uh, you know he's going to go back home 
anyway, or like Mark Henry and his wife. But still, you know, it's it's very nice to you know to uh, to to see that. So I was like, you know, I just wanted to just briefly mention, you know, the uh, Seth Rollins thing so far. So I thought I thought it was pretty cool. So congratulations to Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. I know uh, Seth, I think, missed a couple of Raws or anything, and they pre-recorded some stuff so he can go out and enjoy his, uh, oh, well, his, I mean, since he got engaged, I guess they go celebrate, tell the parents, whatever the case may be. Oh, wait, no, they got married, married. I said, okay, no, see, I, I'm trying to figure out if it was that they got engaged or if they're, they're getting, if they got married or if it's one of them just, just as of the peace type things. I'm not sure. It, it seems like from what I'm reading is that she she got the ring and then they have gotten engaged. So usually uh, when you get engaged, and you probably take, take them out and, you know, you engage, you know, to them. But I'm like, they're, they're still like wedding plans, stuff like that. You know, it takes a minute. So, hey, more power to them. Congratulations to them. And, you know, maybe after wrestling, they can probably start a family kind of like how Brie Bell and Dan O'Brien have done. So, you know, I, unfortunately, you know, things like John Cena and Nikki Bella don't work out too well. But, uh, hey, you know what else doesn't work out too well? Vince McMahon and his own ideas. For all of you who don't know, <laughs> the XFL returns fe uh, February 2020. And believe it or not, that's not that long because the football season starts next Thursday. The NFL football season starts next Thursday. And I'm telling you, we're going to blink and we're going to be at the Super Bowl already. And the point of the XFL is for it to uh, go on after the NFL so we can still play football all through the spring and summer months. I believe it goes to so we you know because Vince wants his football now I don't know how long because I, I can't remember how long the XFL season was back when it was out in 2001 but I think you know it's going to be to see if you got the NFL it's going to be September October November December January February six months I guess Vince is looking for February March April May June July or at least go to August so when the NFL preseason comes and it does like that. But I don't know how they're going to do that with this short amount of teams. And I had to bring this up because the XFL officially announced team names and reveals the logos for the 2020 season. So, and I know people are like, okay, well, they just revealed the names. So it's only going to be eight teams. Uh, we got the Dallas Renegades. We got the Houston Roughnecks. The LA Wildcats. I'm guessing this is the New York Guardians, the St. Louis Battlehawks, the Seattle Dragons, the Tampa Bay Vipers, Tampa Bay, and the D.C. Defenders. <clears throat> now, only eight teams. The season probably not going to be as long. Any like it's the NFL that got thirty, you know, thirty plus teams in there. So, uh. You know, the, the logos don't look that bad. They don't look as cheesy as prior before. But that's not the cheesy part. There are descriptions. Hear me out. There are descriptions for these teams. Each team has a description. And I was cool with it. I was cool when they mentioned the XFL. I was cool when they showed the team logos. I was like, all right, fine. Vince, just hurry up and do your thing so you can get away 
from be, trying to be creative at Raw and SmackDown at WWE. And then this happens, and I'm just like, he's going to come back in less than two months, probably. Because, so, listen to this, this is taking time to listen to some of these descriptions for the team. This is for the Dallas Renegades. Deep in the heart of Texas beats a different kind of pulse. A swagger that can't be denied. This is hell on wheels between hash marks. Raising hell, February 2020, the Dallas Renegades. <sighs> okay. Oh, we're not done. Let's check out the description for the DC Defenders. One quest. One purpose, one resolve. Seeking glory through grit, victory through valor. Taking a stand, they're taking their stand. February 2020, the DC Defenders. All right, well, since that's our nation's capital, I guess, you know, we got to make sure we defend it, right? Okay. Oh, then we got the Houston Roughnecks. Mercenaries in the muck, brawlers in the black and dirt. The scratching, grinding, never-bending few going to work for you, February 20th, the Houston Roughnecks. None of this is making me want to watch the XFL. I'm like, I, I had to stop right there. I still got, what, uh, five more teams to go. Vince McMahon, I'm telling you, does, does how does he watch football? How does he watch NFL for all these years? I'm just, I'm just saying. Now, don't get me wrong. There, there has some, you know, been some catchphrases and some descriptions for teams. I'm, I'm not saying. Look, I live in Philly. I'm not trying to sit here and say "Fly Eagles Fly" is the greatest song for a team ever. But, but these descriptions, really. Uh, next we got the Los Angeles Wildcats, and you know, believe it or not, I'm reading all this on Bleacher Report. And they actually have like little videos and stuff. I don't know if there's an announcer behind it because I don't want to see this. I'm reading just what the quote says. And for the for the Los Angeles Wildcats, we have this is prime time meets primal instinct. <laughs> this is showtime with the snarl. This is our time to roar. Unleash February 2020, the Los Angeles Wildcats. <laughs> what first of all that first line this is prime time meets primal instinct trust me I, I one of my fellow youtubers and the one who does the show would be prime time that's the first one i thought of when i heard prime time what even Deion Sanders or nothing like that i was just like prime time meets primal instinct like as in prime time about to go wrestle with a cougar or something like that i mean he might though i don't know but still though this right here though i i I'm like, man, it's like a start of a, like a football fighting game, and not even a good one because Blitz was out. Then we got the New York Guardians, and I'm like, you know, f even in the XFL, Philly still won't get a team. That's good. We we still got the soul, which the still the city obviously doesn't care about. I mean, once the Eagles won the Super Bowl here, I mean, everybody forgot about the soul. It was just like the ultimate diss track ever created. Uh, and this description is Watchdogs over the Metropolis. Okay, now it's not like I just opened the page to like Injustice Year Three. And that's what it sounds like. They are the first line of defense, and there is no need for a second on duty. 
February 2020, the New York Guardians. I swear to you, everybody that's out there listening, I'm not making this up. This is a thing. I'm not making this up. Next one, the Seattle Dragons, which I don't, just think that's not a good, not a good name at all. Relentless, ruthless, ravenous, not of mythology, but of muscle and might. Breathing fire, February 2020, the Seattle Dragons. And I'm looking at the video here with the still shot, and you see like a bird's eye view of the city of Seattle with like this shadow of like a dragon kind of flying over it. I'm just like, I I, I, I tempt, I really want to like watch it, but I know I got to keep on going. Uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks, winged warrior, winged warriors, preparing for fight, preparing, preparing for flight, preparing to fight. Their mission, create chaos. Their mandate, win at all costs. Clear to engage, February 2020, the St. Louis Blackhawks. Battlehawks. I first thought I said Blackhawks. It's the Battlehawks. I'm like, okay. And last but not least, Tampa Bay's favorite team, the Tampa Bay Vipers. Hunters by instinct, cold-blooded by nature, luring all who challenged them into the jaws of defeat. Ready to strike February 2020, the Tampa Bay Vipers. You know, I, I think I, I so want to push on these videos. I don't know how long these things are because I swear, I, I think I may only be getting the gist of this thing. I don't know if the description is even longer or how ridiculous these videos are looking, but I'm like, look, Vince McMahon is taking all his money, millions and millions of dollars, to go create himself his football team. And I'm trying to tell you, I don't know if this season is going to be any different than the first XFL. Maybe he will focus more on football. Maybe he'll just focus more on the actual athleticism and sport of it. But, however... Like to leave the W, like the, please leave w, the WWE stuff and the wrestling stuff out of it. But I don't know if Vince McMahon can do that. Uh, but it does say like, that there's a quote here saying the new XFL is less based on gimmicks and more focused on a fast, simple product that can be developed, uh, developmental providing ground for the NFL hopefuls while still filling the void left. By college football in the NFL in late winter and early spring, it's true. There are th th this could be a, this could be a chance for Tim Tebow to come back. Hey, this could be a chance for Colin Kaepernick to finally get a job. You you never know. What I doubt Vince will probably sign him over there anyway. But still, I'm just saying that there there are hopefuls. You never know. Johnny Menzel can come back. You know there there are just other footballers that are out the league right now. They can actually come back and, you know, try their luck in the XFL. It can be another alternative. Now, is it going to be, because I remember when they tried to do this back in the, I think it was the 80s, the late 80s or the early 90s when they had the USFL, the United States Football League, which did not work out that well. So, uh, but Vince, maybe I'm not looking into this the right way. Maybe it can be successful. Maybe you guys out there, you like the descriptions, you like the logos, and you're excited for the XFL. I only am excited for the XFL because it's going to take Vince away from wrestling. 
That's all because I'm a huge wrestling fan. I love football too. I like my football on Sundays. But I'm telling you, I'm doing this mostly because I want Vince McMahon away from WWE for a while so that, you know, Paul Hammer, Triple H, Bischoff, whatever the case may be, can actually write and take over this kind of stuff while he focuses on his XFL. And do I think, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. I think the XFL actually may last two seasons. I think they're going to get that sympathy season because it didn't last the first, all the way through the first season. The last time because the ratings just dropped. But I'm actually going to probably give it two seasons that this would. Or maybe I'm asking for too much, but that's how long I kind of want Vince away from WWE right now. But, uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe you guys like it. Maybe you don't. But I, I have a personal reason why I want it. Uh, also, speaking of Triple H... So since we got the news that NXT is going to be coming to the USA Network, we're going to have ourselves the Wednesday Night Roar between NXT and AEW, which I'm actually really kind of excited about because I grew up in the 90s. I grew up when there was alternative wrestling. No matter where I looked, there was wrestling. However... I also am scared at the same time because I don't know how stuff going to do because I don't know if I can watch four because automatically from Jump Street, I want to watch AEW because I want to see if it's going to succeed or not. I have not watched NXT has kind of actually been losing some kind of momentum for me. I have not been watching NXT consistently like I like, like I once have not saying it really sucks. But it really hasn't got no momentum for me. It's on a network. I catch it when I want to catch it. Now with it being live, it's like I kind of, it kind of comes forced to watch it a little bit, which does bring the excitement back as a wrestling fan for the Wednesday Night War stuff like that. But there were two names that kept swirling around, and those two names happened to be Enzo and Cass. For those, I'm pretty sure most of you remember, but for those who don't remember, Enzo and Cass were a hot tag team in NXT, I want to say in 2015 and 2016. Uh, they started climbing the ranks, and then they've made the main roster very popular in 2017. Oh, no, no I, I, I want let's say late 2016. And then in twenty because I think twenty seventeen is when Enzo uh, was the cruiserweight champion, or no, well, you know, end of twenty seventeen going twenty eighteen. But yeah, so they they were a very hot act, but they never like won the tag two titles in NXT. They never put a trigger on them, but they were just a really a hot act. Enzo being the mouthpiece, that's what he is. He got the microphone on his hand, and then you got Cass, who was you know the big man. Uh, they were a unique team. I had a problem with Enzo and Cass back then. I actually went to meet Enzo and Cass and um, took the whole family with me. So I was like, you know what? It's cool. I said, we should meet Enzo and Cass right now because I guarantee you that's the last time we're going to meet them. And guess what? You damn sure, Skippy, that was the last time we met Enzo and Cass because of stuff that happened. Uh, of course, Enzo uh, was allegedly was allegedly accused of raping a, uh, raping a woman. And the WWE had fired him. And then Big Cass 
uh, had issues, and then they they, they fired him. So both Enzo was also the cruiserweight champion in the cruiserweight division, and of course, his wrestling skills was not being able to hold up with all those really talented cruiserweights. But he had the mouthpiece; he had the entertaining thing, but it wasn't going to work. So there has been rumors swirling around saying that Enzo and Cash is going to make a return to NXT since it's going to be on the USA Network. Live, prime time, and, and they was talking about making a comeback. Now, I mean, I've heard Enzo with his diss tracks and his new rap, stuff like that, that he didn't want to come back to WWE. He didn't want to come back. You know, it, it, he didn't like the wrestling. And, uh, you know, it... it it rubbed a lot of the backstage people the wrong way. Uh, Cass, you know, hasn't had a good reputation backstage neither. Or, you know, he's been suffering from depression. And he's been suffering from alcoholism. He's been suffering from a lot of stuff. So, uh, Enzo Cass is saying that they are possibly going to have a comeback to NXT. Not if Triple H got something to say about it. And you know what? Triple H uh, had an interview. I don't know if it was on a Facebook Live interview. Uh, no, you know what? Triple H had an interview with Talk Sports. And he said, there is absolutely zero interest in bringing back Enzo and Cass. Uh, he says, congratulations to Enzo. I'm sure spreading rumors is working well for him, but I want no part of it. Yep, Triple H made sure he came down cutting that real quick. Cause I didn't think, even when I heard it, I was like, "Y'all can't be serious." They just banned this man from the Staples Center for life after uh, doing that stunt, being in the first row, trying to cover up in a hoodie and trying to do his old stick and try try to hijack the WWE show, and they had to get chased out of the Staples Center by security guards. I'm just like. What this man going through, man? You know, you talk about how much you hate wrestling, but you keep coming back there, sneak, sneaking back to it, and trying to, you know, get up in it. So, uh, yeah, that's probably what the case is. But, no, I didn't think that they was going to come back at all. And I don't think Triple H, I don't know about, Vince probably was high on him, but I don't think Triple H was high on Cass in the first place, to be completely honest with you. So, you know, that there you have it right there. there there's no way... I can see them coming back. I don't want them to come back. Neither you shouldn't want them to come back. I mean, they were a hot act when it was around. But I don't think that they'll do nothing but cause problems. And I don't think uh, they want those problems. Uh, there's another thing I want to talk about also that has been in the rumor mill. Is that the next pay-per-view after Clash of Champions in October is Hell in a Cell. Which we will not stop doing these gimmick-based pay-per-views. But okay, I mean, I guess you got to have that Hell in a Cell once a year, only on that date. So it is rumored that the uh, show card that has been shown in uh, the arena that they're going to be at, which I'm not f too familiar about the arena, is that The Fiend was going to challenge Bray... Uh, Excuse me, uh, Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman inside the Hell in a Cell matchup, and I think on I think the website TV they they, they advertised Drew McIntyre. I'm not necessarily sure. People were losing their minds over the Fiend getting a title shot 
or being in hell in a cell or whatever the case may be period and the, I, I want to say I, I want to address something real quick about the fiend because I, I think I, I enjoy the character I fully think the fiend character is a really really good character and I don't understand why people will say like I, we don't want to rush him or give him the championship I'm like why not People got to understand that this is not just the fiend. This is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is already an established guy. The gimmick is just changed. He's still Bray Wyatt. You know, he's just that he's not no longer the Jim Jones cult leader. He's no longer the, you know, uh, I, you know, say, I, I don't know what other gimmick he was trying to do in 2016, but he's, he's no longer that. But he's been WWE champion before. He, uh, well, not co-main event, but he was one of the top matches in WrestleMania 33 between him and Randy Orton when it came for the WWE Championship. He was the champion. And now, of course, they didn't do anything with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton in that feud, but this whole Fiend character has really propelled Bray Wyatt up, up there, and he's just been hot. Now, granted, you need to have a top-tier match and have him in Hell in a Cell, I think it would be a good idea, but he has to win. There is no other outcome than him winning, which makes me think that if this rumor is true, which I kind of hope it is, Seth Rollins can, can give, the, give the match. Braun Strowman is not... I have seen a Braun Strowman Hell in a Cell match. Don't want to see it again. I've seen last year the Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns Hell in a Cell main event probably one of the worst finishes and probably one of the worst Hell in a Cell matches it still will not top Boss Man and Undertaker as one of the worst Hell in a Cell matches but it's still up there as one of the worst most terrible finishes in Hell in a Cell history so Braun Strowman in a one on one match in Hell in a Cell no thank you Seth Rollins, on the other hand, I, I, I can dig that. I really can dig that. But The Fiend, I think you can do so many creative things with him with the Universal Championship. One, I think that they can have a hell of a matchup. Now, The Fiend is going to have to sell because if you want to get like a 15, 20-minute hell, I, I do not want a squash hell in a cell match. I, I, won't, I don't care who it is. That's why, you know, when Goldberg was in the Elimination Chamber, I was like, thank God they had him come out last because... The purpose of him was to go back to old school Goldberg, squash every fucking body, which he did, and then, but at least the match went on 20 minutes of action uh, at, before that. But him one on one, no. And Braun Strowman, not, can, can he give you a 20 minute match? He has before, but I don't trust to do it in Hell in a Cell, defending against Bray Wyatt. Will it probably be a better story because of the Wyatt family and how things come full circle? Absolutely. But you don't want to make Braun Strowman, who has challenged for the championship before, who's the monster among men, to be a transitional champion. Now, me personally, what I think should happen or would happen is that, once again, if this is true, and uh, like I said, I don't know by the time you're hearing this, I don't know if things have changed or if things were confirmed or not confirmed or, you know, taken out of context, but I'm just letting you know this. I'll have the Fiend win the championship. He's Bray Wyatt. He's he he's been on top. He's not some new guy that nobody. He's not like no Justin Eriks or anything like that. Like who is that guy you just mentioned? I just made up a name, and you just gonna push him to the top. That's just not who he is. We we've had that before. We've had that 
with Sheamus. We've had that with Ryback. And with them guys, do I like Sheamus? Yes. Do I like Ryback? Not really. But they were pushed so fast, and nobody really knew who they were, and they get adapted to them. They didn't have that same push impact like Goldberg or Brock Lesnar or Oscar in those kind of ways. But Bray Wyatt's always been established. You know Bray Wyatt since 2013. He's been here. He's been a champion. He's been a gimmick. So now the Fiend is, you know, the same way. He comes in there, several rounds of champion. He's going to give him competition the best way he can. And but he wins the championship. And can you imagine a Firefly Funhouse with him being the, the Universal Champion? That would be great. That would be great. And now, honestly, you can. There, there's so many things you can really do with that. Because you can uh, build to the demon Finn Balor versus the Fiend. Because I know they want to do uh, the Finn Balor uh, match versus Bray Wyatt. Where Bray Wyatt was supposed to be like Sister Abigail. But, you know, uh, Bray got sick and we didn't get Pumpkin Balor. So, but th the Fiend is a lot better. So, what we can do is do the Fiend versus the Demon, which the Fiend should beat the Demon for the Universal Championship. And I think that would be a good matchup. And you can even have some, like, people, like, come into the Firefly Funhouse and, like, attack Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse. That would be some cool stuff. Hey, if anybody's listening to it, yo, WWE, take that idea right now. Like have somebody where people go and, and do the home invasion stuff. Hey, you can have somebody come into the Firefly Funhouse and start being Bray Wyatt over the championship, you know, as he has it there. But I think he should keep it there. And I don't think the Fiend should be overexposed. So what you do is you don't have a Fiend come out for a while. You just have Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt as he has the Universal Championship. And, of course, you can play a segment every week or a Firefly Funhouse every week or every other week, you know, to, to try to keep the Fiend fresh because you don't want to overexpose the Fiend. And what they're doing, they're doing a good job with it so far. And I've heard while I was listening to uh, Silent Monster Sounds Off, they, uh, he, he was saying, why not Alistair Black? I think that's a damn good idea. I think that's a damn good idea. Will it happen? Probably not because, honestly... It, it all depends. I have to see how they treat Bray Wyatt. I mean, he he, he squashed Finn. But I have to see in his like first legit competition match, he should be winning. He should get the title because just the best thing they've done or the best thing Bray Wyatt has done to reinvent himself. And one loss is all it takes. If you go back to WrestleMania 30, when Bray Wyatt, everybody was feeling the Bray Wyatt gimmick. Everybody was feeling the Jim Jones cult leader, sheep mask Bray Wyatt gimmick. They were feeling it. Feeling it. Even when he had John Cena in the ring and he put the sheep mask on him, everybody was cheering and they loved it. But then what happened? WrestleMania 30 comes. Cena beats the Wyatt family up. Beats them. Damn, they're almost clean. And then what happens after that? Extreme Rules comes. Bray Wyatt gets a dirty victory over John Cena in a cage match. A dirty victory. It wasn't even clean. And then we get to payback, a last man standing match. He literally, John Cena literally buried Bray Wyatt. He attitude adjusted him in this box and pushed a crate over top of that box. He literally... Barry Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt has not been the same since. 
Now, you can give an argument that back in 2012, the 25th year of Survivor Series, when the Undertaker started coming back, and then they introduced the Braun Strowman, and then, uh, was it 2012, I believe it was? It was one of the Survivor Series, or, no, it had, it had to, no, cause I, I actually reviewed that. It had to be Survivor Series of 2015. Yeah, I think it had to be 2015 or 2016, but when they brought in Braun Strowman, and he was the black sheep mask, and he had the long hair, and there was the four members of the Wyatt family, then we was really cooking with some gas, because it was like, okay, Bray Wyatt's reinventing himself, he got himself a new family, he got himself the black sheep now, along with the white sheep, and he, he was feuding with the Undertaker, he they, they dragged Kane to somewhere, and it was great, and what happened? The Undertaker came and took out the Wyatts, and it was like, well, that sucked. They had potential to do something great with it, and they didn't. And then that, to in my personal opinion, was the fall, and that was the end of Bray Wyatt. And he never got the chance to recover from it. So with this fiend, you had him squash Balor. He has the Firefly Funhouse. He's a pre-order bonus, all that great stuff. Put him in Hell in a Cell. He needs to win. Now, whether it be the Red Hell in a Cell or whether it be the the you know the other one, the standard, it doesn't matter. But he. I think him and Seth Rollins can have a good match. He can win the championship, and it will be great. I've been playing a shitload of 2K20 for NBA, so those level ups are coming on. If you ever want to, you know, jump on jump on those uh, JD Moxie, you're more than welcome to. Most definitely. Yeah, and uh, on, on, the, on the channel, though, on level up, when we play video games on the weekends, there is a rule. Okay, I'm listening. The rule is you win, you change the camera angle. Because I have given everybody, including you, the camera that that two K camera angle they wanted. Okay. Now I gotta go through my career where I can't change the camera angle, so I just gotta get good on that camera angle. So I need y'all to do the same thing. Okay. Cause Chubs be coming over to my house and be like, change the camera. I'm like, did you know what? No, you win a game and then <laughs> and then we change the camera angle. <laughs> so that's the rule. I'm gonna have to get my fiance in on this because she play she be playing 2K too. Oh, she do? Oh yeah, Asia, Asia's a big fan of basketball. She play basketball. Oh, that's right. You know what? Tell her to come over here this week then, both of y'all, so we can record some. All right, I'll, all right, I'll see. We'll, we'll definitely have to see what's up because we'll, we we'll we should have some free time. Oh yeah, and bro, look, 2K20. I'm sorry, off topic has added a shitload of teams, classic this, teams this and stuff. Much, yeah. Oh, they got they got more classic teams this time. They got the Gilbert Arenas, uh, 2006 Wizards. They oh. got the Baron Davis Golden State Warriors when they beat Utah. No, no. Oh, and when they beat nice. Dallas in the first round, the eighth seed beat the first number seed first seed Dallas. Okay. They have the Lynn Sanity New York Knicks. <sighs> they have the Lob Damn. City. They have the Lob City Clippers. I was getting ready. I was that was that's funny. I was getting ready to ask them if they had that. They had the finals, uh, OKC with Harden, Russell, Harden. and Durant. Mm. They have the oh. two thousand four, uh, the, the two thousand two Phoenix Suns with with Stephon Marbury on there. Mm. Okay. They, these are ones that just added. You know, say there's still there's still a shit, shit load of classic teams on there. But these are the ones that they just added this year. They added the whole WNBA. 
that's gonna be interesting. The that's whole WNBA. So every WNBA team is on is on the game now. So they, you, got, they got the legend, they got um they got old players from the WNBA. That, they don't. Uh, that's the only thing they don't. Unfortunately, have that. So if you're looking for like Lisa Leslie or Cheryl Swoops or something like that, they don't have that. Unfortunately, because they're retired now. I mean, you they can still Kansas. play. You can still play like Maya Moore, Candace Park, and all all, all the. I was, I was getting ready to ask. That's, you, that's you, my baby, Maya Moore. That's my baby. Yeah, that's, that's my daughter gonna grow up to be. She had the Maya Moore ladies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Right. Uh, and you know what? Because I love me some Maya Moore, but you know Diana Taurasi number one, and I love both of them because their birthday is the same day as mine. Oh wow! So I see, I, uh, I, I, bring well, I on the family. It. Maya Moore and Diana Taurasi are my two favorites. Because and then we all share the same birthdays. Like, come on, stop it! Stop. That's <laughs> I know. So it's it, 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 it's great that it works out that way. But anyway, I'm getting off tr- off topic. But anyway, yeah. So. Uh, that's where we're at right now on like to the wrestling podcast. There's others, other, another part that I have added on that I want to just throw on to uh this part of the podcast and stuff like that. So, but JD Moxie, thank you so much. You're welcome, man. You're very welcome, man. Yeah, for, 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 com- for, for coming in, yeah, and, and help out and stuff like that. So, uh, we'll, next week we come back. With the class of champions uh, predictions and other stuff, and I, I'm thinking about bringing the fancy draft back. The only thing is, with the fancy draft back, with me being so busy and I have another kid, it's hard for me to keep everybody's score. I keep my score, yeah. but, but everybody got to everybody keep their own is. score because it, it, it somehow because it's hard to keep when you got like six people at, trying to keep everybody's score. Anytime things like that. So, I mean, we'll see how I feel. We'll see how things work out. But, guys, thank you for listening to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. And uh, make sure you guys check out Q-Flow's album that dropped War Drum. Once again, you guys can uh, find that on Amazon Prime or on Tidal or any other streaming service where you can find music. Uh, it's, it's Like I said, it's a really good album if you're into hip-hop. It is. Yeah. Yes, definitely check that out. It's the truth. It Later. is. And I'm saying... Track ten, the layover. I'm telling you, that's that's my. I love that That's that's like one of my favorite Christian songs with no hook, because yes. you know the, the whole rumor is Philly rappers can't write a hook. So <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. Heard that. Yeah. Rumor. So you know, but uh, hey, hey, he he does the the music for the channel and everything. So make sure you guys support him as well, and also support us on the production that we're a part of, spacesphilly.com. Spacesphilly, we can find all your podcasting needs, especially their, uh, their de facto shows, such as both sides, the Lulu and Pop show and Lulu and Pop Horror War show. So hopefully yeah, there will shout be... Shout out to those guys. Exactly. Hopefully there will be a It Chapter 2 podcast up there. I would, I would love to hear from now. I'm actually going to call them and ask them if that's going to be up there. Then make sure you guys check out the podcast that we have up there, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, uh, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, hosted by The Sketch, and Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, hosted by Left Brain. There are some great episodes coming out of there, especially he's been doing these uh, high school stories series. And they've all definitely checked them out, guys. Yeah, it is hilarious. They have Shit all been, on that show. exactly. They've all been turned out to be kind of crazy. So I'm just like, my god. <laughs> <You know what's laughs> We're having fun, fun with those. So, yeah. So, make sure you check all that great content out. Make sure you guys check us out on all podcast platforms. Stitcher, if you have Android, of course. Apple Podcasts, if you have an iPhone. Google Play, 
Spreaker, uh, working on Spotify, and we're on YouTube. If you guys like listen to a podcast on YouTube, check out YouTube Premium so you don't have to try to keep your phone open. You can actually close your phone listening to the podcast as well. And if you have Google Play, YouTube Premium should already be a part of that. And also, don't forget to email us in questions, people. You can email us at therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. Once again, that's the real nerd coalition at gmail.com. You can, e- you can email us and give us in all your wrestling questions, and we would love to answer them on there because, uh, you know, I, I know y'all guys can think of some, some pretty fun ones. So, so that's it for us tonight. Once again, uh, I want to thank my co host, the Lunatic Fringe, JD Moxie. No problem, man. It's been fun, guys. Let's, let's, let's have some fun. Exactly. And, uh, once again, this is NC Place to Be, Chill Toy, Mr. Andy, and Q-Flow. I know you out there making beats and making music, but take a second, step back, and wherever you're at, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's NC. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.